Welcome to episode 11 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Arnold, and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are on a new topic, and I kicked it off last week in episode 10 with this topic that we are now on, which is what I like to call staying in your own lane. I've said this before, you guys, like, we've gotten pretty personal on this podcast. And we're going to continue to get personal. And I also want to say, too, uh, for all of you listeners out there, if this is your first episode that you're listening to, head on back to episode one and take that five minutes to listen to that episode so you really understand what this podcast is all about. So today, you guys, I have a, a pretty rad guest. You know, when I say that about a lot of my guests, you know, and I'm just going to be honest, I don't personally believe that I have a bad guest on here. All of my guests are just, they're incredible. And they're incredible because they choose to get vulnerable and uncomfortable and do the work that's required to continue to grow and change their state of minds. And they're on this podcast so that they can help you. They can give you those tips, tricks, those tools they use to help you out with whatever is resonating with you on these episodes for Monday State of Mind. This morning, you guys, my guest, and I will let him introduce himself and tell you about who he is and what he does, but he's incredible. He is a longtime friend of mine. He is a wicked, awesome human being in the recovery world. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, this, you know, this guy is pretty good looking too. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, let him introduce himself. So who, who are you? Who, who is on my podcast today? Well, first of all, hello. I'm Sam Morris, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Unbreakable Man Project. And what I do there is I help men raise their vibrations and slay their mental dragons. So that could be anything from addiction to depression, anxiety, anything that fuels that wanting to numb out from life, wanting to shift your mindset, shift your way of being, anything that I can do to support these men with finding the better path, I'm all about it. So whatever that looks like, that slay the mental dragons, remove the blocks, remove the old stories, remove all the stuff that holds you back and just rock life. We've known each other for a while. And what I do love about Sam is we can, you know, we are both uh, people in recovery and we can get very very real with one another and we've done a lot of facebook lives too for for people talking about different topics uh when it comes to you know change and addiction and what recovery looks like and uh we've, we've had a pretty good time i think we've had a good time with that so far right yeah, when you asked me to be on the show i was like oh, yeah, i remember when we used to have a tv show <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a tv show guys we might you know we might be maybe we should be, reboot it yeah, this might be the catalyst to like to re to to bird the back, you know, recover out loud TV guys. Recover out loud coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, so good. So Sam, you know, I really do want to jump in to our topic. And so our topic that I was that I kicked off for this month is literally called as you know, staying in your own lane. Mm. And this is something that I brought up because I really I truly believe a lot of us get into these moments in our, in our head where we are so hyper-focused on what everybody else is doing 
that we're not focused on what we're doing. We're trying to control everybody else's actions and we're not even worried about us. And that's something that sometimes that's what, if people are in active addiction, that's what we use as our excuse to drink. Like, oh, that person didn't do a good job at their job today. I'm going to drink over it. Or, oh, that person is prettier than me. I'm going to drink over it or I'm going to use over it. What is your experience just when I even say stay in your own lane? Like what comes to mind? What do you think about this topic? The first thing that came to mind is you're going to have to keep me in check here because it went a thousand different places because this is so important. And it's, you know, I think it's based a lot. One of the major pitfalls of getting out of your lane is based in insecurity. It's based in that I need to control something outside of myself. I need validation. I need to make room for my addiction. I need to manipulate. I need to control some aspect of my life so that I can get what I want and I can numb out or I can feel validated or I can find love externally. All these things that, that we as humans kind of, it's one of our faults is that we seek this external validation all the time. And with social media and searching for love in the wrong places and, and all these things like this is, this, that's getting out of your own lane. When you stop actually acting from the right intention, and starting to either control people, judge people, manipulate people, that's when it goes haywire. You start to ruin opportunities. You start to lose yourself. Thank you for saying that. And so, you know, how did you notice even now that in recovery, but before that, how did you recognize that you used to be in other people's lanes or not worry about your life, worry about what you were doing? And how was that affecting you on a daily basis? Yeah, so one of the beautiful things about recovery, which um, a lot of people might not like think is beautiful, but what I think is beautiful is that you become hyper aware of all your behaviors like this. Like you, it's, it's kind of like seeing a really gross meme. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. When you get into recovery and you clear away the mess of the alcohol or the mental health side of it, you can't unsee what's wrong, what, what you do wrong and how you affect other people and how you negatively affect it, how you self-sabotage. You can't see any of that. So my experience with my big experience with getting out of my own lane is that um, coming from childhood was that I need to be saved. At first, it was it was quite valid because I had really bad asthma and allergies, and I literally had to be rushed to the hospital multiple times a year when I was a kid. So I learned that like in order to survive, someone else had to save me. That was my learned behavior. And so I going forward, I manifest. I looked for that. I, I actually talk about I was never in my lane because. My lane didn't matter to me. I didn't matter to myself. I didn't have the self-love. I didn't have the, the ability to see what was going on. All I knew is that like love to me meant that you're saving me. So if I fall in love with a girl, if we get in a relationship and I say, I love you, I wasn't really saying, I love you. I was saying, okay, you have to save me now. And so that dooms the relationship right off the bat. And this goes to everything else too. It goes to careers. It goes to friendships. It goes, it goes through everything. So the, my experience with getting out of my lane or getting back into my lane was finding the self-love, knowing that like I, when I say I love you to somebody, I'm saying it because I'll only be only because I want the other person to hear it. Not because I expect it in return, not because that means that you're uh, tied to me for life now because, you know, I'm your, I'm your project or anything like that. It's now coming from a place of I'm okay with myself. Like I've done the work. I've, I've literally stayed in my lane long enough in recovery to find out what, what it is, like what behaviors pop up for me 
that pull me out of my own lane. And to say that I never get out of my own lane, that's false because there's, there's things in me that I catch my, but like I said, like I have this, this clarity now that I can catch myself. Like when I feel myself latching onto something or when I feel myself, you know, acting from a not so good intention. And when I feel myself doing something that is not aligned with self-love, so clear that I immediately it's like you know they talk about in the big book like recoil as if from a hot flame that's how I like when I see these character defects and this this getting out of my own lane pop up it's like whoa slow down what are you doing what's going on here you know why am I annoyed with this person why is this bothering me what am I what am I really doing this for why am I really acting this way you know and when you can get to the bottom of that it becomes so fast in recovery the more you do it you know it becomes so fast that it's almost like the, the process is like matter of seconds before you, you recognize, you interrupt, and you, and you, you know, impart the new discipline, the new behavior, because you can't, like, I can't, I literally physically can't let myself go down those roads. Like, I used to, that used to be my go-to. That was, like, enjoyable to me was, like, just release and, like, spread wreckage in my whole life. Like, that's what addiction is. And so, you know, now it's like, whoa, stop, pause. Let's, how, do we, how do I correct this behavior? Sam, you just dropped some serious knowledge. And one of the things that I really love that you said when it comes to changing our state of mind is choosing to get uncomfortable and recognize these behaviors, right? Recognize what we're doing and choosing to, like you said, I really loved, and I'm probably not going to say it correctly, but to stop, to interrupt and to change. And I know I didn't say that correctly, but I loved how you said, you know, interrupt, right? Interrupt that thought. It's all about in order to change our state of mind, we have to be able to choose to recognize it first. Yeah. So one of the things, one of the tools that I've developed that I made up is that it's called the RID method and it's R-I-D-D. It's recognize, interrupt, and then daily discipline. Having the daily discipline to stay aware of it because there's a reason they talk about how the first year of sobriety is so important is because I'll be honest, you're still behaving like an addict in the first year. You might not be drinking or doing drugs, but you still have the addict default in you. Like you still have like, you have to detox from that behavior. You have to filter out that behavior in that first year is when that happens. When you, you know, you remove the alcohol and the drugs or whatever else. And, and then you recognize that, holy crap, I'm still ruining relationships or holy crap, I'm still buying. I'm still bending the truth a little bit here. I'm still doing all these things that I did when I was an addict, but now well, I'm not drinking. So now it's like super painful. So it takes about a year, year and a half to like get through that. And, and this is where the recognition comes in. The first recognition comes with like, ow, that hurts. The second recognition, the, the real important one that you can use going forward is comes like, holy crap, I'm doing it again. I need to stop. And once you can get to that place where you recognize, and then the sooner, you, the sooner that you can recognize it, you can like reverse engineer that behavior and back out of it and say, so I know that like when this starts to happen, the end result here is that I'm going to get out of my own lane. And I'm going to ruin something. So always, it's always getting sooner and sooner that you recognize it's the point where you actually have the daily discipline to not even go there. Like you don't even, you don't even acknowledge, you don't even give that the space to come into your life. Can you say that um, acronym again, RID yeah, for, for RID. our guests? If there's anything that you're going to take away from this podcast, like really take this away. So can you say oh, that? I, have a, I have another one to drop on you too. Boom. We're dropping <laughs> this, this one. For now. We'll stick with RID for now. So RID, get, like, literally like I came up with it. It's get rid of this, get rid of this behavior. And the first one is you have to recognize it. The stages of recognition are, you know, the, the post behavior recognition of like, ow, that hurt. Like I'm uncomfortable now. 
So you recognize like this is uncomfortable and you, and then you, then it goes back to the second stage recognition is like, I recognize when I did this, I got uncomfortable. So now you're like two steps back. The third one and the final one is recognize I feel this happening. I'm feeling, I feel like I'm getting triggered. So I'm going to stop now before I act. And then definitely before I get into pain and hurt the other person, hurt myself, whatever. So it's recognize, recognize as soon as possible, what, sets you off what pulls you out of your own lane what pulls you out of self <laughs> Third, second one is interrupt you have to immediately interrupt that behavior and literally this can be like so you, you literally stop high knee three steps backwards and then walk forward again it physically set it, it resets your bioenergy and it resets your thought pattern your neural pathways to like it gives you it's kind of like a mulligan like a redo like i'm going to take these three steps again and so you've now interrupted that pattern, that, that thought pattern and the physical pattern, and then daily discipline. Like you can, it takes daily discipline every day to stay aware and to stay, stay vigilant and to stay, like you have to commit and be willing to actually look at these things when they come up. Because honestly, like there's times when you're gonna, when you're gonna wanna lash out or you're gonna wanna get angry or you're, you know, if you're in early sobriety, there's times when you're gonna wanna drink. And you have to have that daily discipline to say, no, why do I want to drink right now? Why am I getting angry right now? Is it really anger? Because anger is very rarely anger. What is, what's going on? So you can then, so then it's, the recognition starts again. And you recognize, interrupt, and daily discipline to make sure that you are always aware of what sets you off, what triggers you. I was like sitting here just like, okay, like this all flows. It makes total sense. And I also just want to say too, to our listeners because we do get a lot of listeners on our podcast Sam that aren't in recovery mm -hmm. and this is a tool that oh, I believe that is for people that are not in recovery that are recognizing that they have these behaviors as well am I right oh absolutely 100% like it it works it works in everything any kind of, like self-sabotage is not married to, to addicts and alcoholics we're really good at it but everyone does it so if you can the sooner you can recognize like whether that's anger, whether that's isolation, whether that's like getting quiet and going off the grid, not talking to your significant other, not having the conversations, ignoring people, being a butthole at work, like whatever it is that, that whatever it is that throws you off, that, that basically ruins you, you can apply this RID method to it. Everyone thinks it's like, oh my God, it's so hard. It's going to be so painful. Yeah, for a second. Of course it is. But the more you do it, it's just like lifting weights. The more you do it, the stronger you're going to get, the better you're going to get at it. You know, when people listen to Monday State of Mind, they're like, oh my gosh, this can be overwhelming, Michael. Like you're providing some things that are, it's uncomfortable. Sam, now that you've recognized that you now have the tools to be able to stay in your own lane and to actually just feel, feel good as I guess is what I want to say, you know, how has life gotten easier or shall I say just better for you? knowing that you have a choice in where you put like where you put your energy that's exactly it it's energy like just more energy because really if you're spending all your time manipulating lying cheating justifying explaining pleasing other people i mean you still have to exert energy to to live like to breathe to eat to to survive to think and all that stuff but if you're spending basically another half or even more of that focusing on other people or making up for pain that you've caused or wreckage that you've caused, like that's massive amounts of energy. And, you know, it's, it's physical energy, but it's also emotional energy. You know, like you have the thought, like the sleep and the sleep is better. The workouts are better. The relationships are better. 
the productivity is better. Like everything is better because there's not that, that drain, the, the ineffective drain of, of one worrying so much about all that stuff. And then two, making up for like, cause when you, when you act that way, like out of intention, out of bad intention or just not good intention, it never ends well. So you're always going to be thinking you have that, you have two things going on. You have one is that you, you're always thinking, when's this going to blow up in my face? Cause it will. And you know that. And second is all the stuff that's already blown up. You have to continuously be cleaning up those messes. So when you can get rid of all that energy and put it all into yourself and just find out who you are. I mean, I, I think probably 2017. So I was, about five years sober, it occurred to me that I, I felt more like Sam than I've ever felt in my life. And it took, it took about five years to get there. When I did, it was like, holy crap, like, this is amazing. Like, and it goes down to like how you dress, how you act, how you be, how you talk, how you show up. And when you start showing up as really yourself, like you have taken care and in recovery, we talk about it, your side of the street, when you have your side of the street in order, and you're all good, and your lawn is mowed, and your garbage is put away, and there's no washing machines or rusting cars and sitting in the front yard, you know, like, when you have everything good in your side of the street, you have so much energy to, to give to other people, not take from other people. Getting out of your own lane and being reckless is taking. It's taking something from other people to make you feel better. But when you can be whole, and use all the energy that you have to be whole, you can actually, like, show up as a, as with value and giving and serving, you know, when you just show up as you, like people just want you to be there. They don't expect anything from you. They just people, your friends, your family, your coworkers, what they invite you to do things or to be a part of their lives because they like you for you. And when you can realize that that's the ultimate of staying in your own lane. It's just like when you can continue to be you no matter what, and not worry about validation or, being fulfilled from an outside source, any of that stuff, you can really show up with all the energy, all the intention, all the happiness, all the relief, all the peace, all of it. And there you have it. Like (laughs) Sam Morris, just you're slaying this topic. And I just, I'm really grateful that, you know, you can put it into words that are really easy to understand, at least for me, I won't speak for you listening to this, but I'm, I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, um, this is easy for you to understand. Um, Sam, thank you so much for oh, for pleasure, showing man. up and oh, being here this. on this <laughs> on this podcast. I'm like, we could talk all day about this. Seriously, this could go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but we won't do that, guys. And I and I and I can tell you right now, this is not going to be the last time you will see Sam Morris on this podcast. And so, if there's something on, you know, like I always say before, if there's anything on this podcast that really spoke to you. You can always reach out to me. You can reach out to Sam. I'm going to have Sam tell you how to contact him in just a minute. Um, Let us know if there's something that you need us to elaborate more on. Uh, Because again, this is for you. This is your invitation to suit up, show up, and choose to change your state of mind. And um, it all starts with, you know, this episode in particularly. This is one is about, you know, staying in your own lane. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Sam. How can our listeners get a hold of you? How can they find you on social media to follow you? You guys, I will tell you, I will be the first to tell you, the man drops gold on Instagram stories every single day. So if you need a little pick-me-up, like you need to 
go and follow Sam Morris on Instagram. So Sam, go ahead and, and let our audience know how to follow you. I will, but first I promised you guys another acronym that's useful <clears throat> when staying in your life. Do, so do, so do it, do it, do it. Yeah, here it is. It's, it's the, the melt method, I call it. So it's melt. Like you, if you're freaking out, you can literally melt all that away by doing this. Melt, M-E-L-T. Meditate, two or three minutes, just breathe, meditate. Exercise, again, three to five minutes. Just do yoga, stretch, do some lunges, some squats, push-ups, whatever. Laugh, throw on a Tom Segura clip from YouTube, something, just make yourself laugh. T, talk. And talking can be anything. Talking can be calling up your best friend, calling up your significant other, calling up me, calling up Michael, calling up your sponsor, whoever it is. Just call someone and be like, guess what just happened? I just had this freak out and it's over now, but I just freaked out about this. How stupid is this? It can be actual talking. If you can't get anybody on the phone or, or talk to anybody, write it out, say it into a voice recorder, just say it out loud, get it out of your own head. So that's melt. Meditate, exercise, laugh, talk. That's another great one. Wham! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and this, ladies and gents, is why Sam Morris is on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how you can get a hold of me or how you can find me on Instagram, I am The Unbreakable Man Project, at The Unbreakable Man Project. My website is the um, themanunbreakable.com. You can e email me at info at themanunbreakable.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, just my name, Sam Morris, and LinkedIn. I, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn too, Sam Morris on there. Sam, you are your gift in this world. You need to know that. And I just am so grateful for that you came on this podcast. So uh, thank you so, so much for being here, Sam. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for having me. It's seriously an honor. When I saw you were doing this, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to be on that show. <laughs> so, so I'm so I'm so happy that you asked me in this topic like I said like I mean I could go on for hours and so it's so great to be on and so great to see you again um love you I'm so happy for you all the stuff you're doing it's awesome dude it's <laughs> so, you guys, um, this is what happens. The good stuff happens when you choose to change your state of mind. So with that being said, I do want to end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. We'll see you next week. 